0: hey guys well welcome to another coffee life podcast uh good to be back again we're switching gears um last episode was winston-salem uh hardcore scene <laughs> uh, with beloved i actually just went to there. Uh, Dusty, who's a good friend of mine, just went to their show at the Ramcat, like the first one in 15 years on Saturday night. So it was like kind of seeing local. I don't. Have you heard of those guys? No, yeah. So, so Beloved was kind of one of those local heroes. i sure you've heard of Under Oath, right? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. Not, I mean,
1: I'm not, I'm just like not cool like that. And that's my <laughs> wife. Like. Yeah. I mean, if
0: you're not into the hardcore scene, but you know, those guys came out of this area. So it's oh, kind of like uh, a little bit of history, uh local history, music history on, on Saturday. So it was fun, sure. but we are talking, um, fitness today. And it's something that we've had a couple people on in the past that do something similar, but, uh, it's a little different. So I, I uh, met Seth uh, playing Ultimate on Tuesdays. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old guy there, uh, one of the old guards. How old are you? 42. Okay. Um, but I've been playing Ultimate since my college days, and I love it. But uh, Seth is one of those um, quiet, competitive guys, good athlete. And uh, Dr. Tom Nixon, who I did a podcast with, said, Hey, I think you should talk to him about it. Um, what he does so uh he's graciously giving me some time today and i, I think it'll be interesting because it's not just I, after we were done playing i said hey uh do you want to be on the podcast and he's like and talk about what and i said fitness and he's like uh how about how about you know like uh, i think you said
1: yeah like youth athletes we're with a lot of high school kids these days yeah it's a little more a little more niche
0: yeah which and it's a whole new uh you know I would argue focus. you know when i was I don't wanna to jump too far ahead, but when I was in uh, high school, it was a traditional you go, you bench press, you squat. Yeah. You never did cardio. I, I don't remember doing any sort of cross training or sure. you know, interval training, any of that. It just wasn't a thing. Even at our high school with our strength and conditioning coach, it was just yeah. So archaic compared to now. Sure. But the kids, man, I mean, it's pretty cool <clears throat> to see how far it's come and how you can elevate their play and focus on overall health and yep. not just strength and power, right? Right. Um, but I'll let uh, Seth introduce himself and and uh, his his gym and all that. So Sure, yeah. So. so my name is Seth
1: Kroll. I pretty much grew up around here in Winston-Salem, um, played high school sports. Like, we are literally sitting in a room that is – Three miles from my high school. Oh, so that's one I hear. Tabor. Yeah, you know, that's one like, I hear. We're right. We're right down the road. Um yeah. In fact, at the the elementary school, like just on the corner on Polo, I went to Tabor's lacrosse practice in Thanksgiving. Like they practice out there, so that's like a mile from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that. So, uh, I played lacrosse in high school. Um, played lacrosse a little bit in college. At like D two, I was like pretty. Pretty good, never very physically gifted. I was like kind of heavy growing up, never, never very, sh- maybe shifty, but not like never very fast. In fact, my freshman year in college, I would get lapped by attack and defensemen on running drills and I was a midfielder, really? which is like, if you don't know anything about lacrosse, like that's a big no <laughs> Like, the, like the middies run, that's their job is to run and the attack and D stand still on either yeah. end of the field and I would get lapped. And I'd stay after practice and I'd do more running to try to work on it. But I didn't know what I was missing. And I didn't know that going for more jogging wasn't going to make me faster in like actual lacrosse style drills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a lot of back pain my freshman year playing playing uh, in college. and never told anybody about it because I didn't want to lose my playing time. Sure. And so after that year, I was just miserable. I just like I hated it. So I let, I I stopped playing lacrosse in college and that's when I started working out was at like 18, 19. Oh wow. And you see that split in our gym still to this day. It's like I got going in fitness as I ended my like career playing lacrosse. Right. And so I was like, all right, now I got to be a normal adult and figure out how to work out and (laughs) like balance this thing. But also if I would have started this earlier and I could have like tailored maybe some of those skills that I had with some actual level of fitness it could have been on you know my lacrosse playing from a pain perspective my back but also just like my ability level would have been very different that's what you see in our gym sage is this like split between competitive high schoolers who want to play college level sports at some like at some to some degree and like normal people who are just like trying to be fit but we're definitely on the the ship is steering
0: towards competitive
1: high school athletes, yeah. for
0: sure. Yeah, I think one of the first things, and I, I mentioned it to him today. One of the first things that I noticed was, uh, um, there it doesn't say gym you know, for their branding, uh, which is which to me indicates like we're a little bit more serious, right, about your goals or like the people that are coming here. Sure, and maybe not, um, but that was and then kind of scrolling through um was that on purpose like when you well I guess let's let's go back like what you started your fitness journey and uh you obviously were like okay this is this is kind of what I want to do yeah personally but when did it turn into hey you know businesses is is accidentally oh really yeah I mean
1: I like I said I wasn't very fit growing up so I started working out and then after a summer I had buddies who I played college lacrosse with I had buddies from high school who were like hey like you're not the fit guy so like what is happening here like you you must be doing something different and that like testimony that validation or whatever guys were like can I come work out with you and so I literally just kind of stumbled into coaching people I mean I've been a coach my whole life I coached like swimming like at the like at the pool over the summer you know like lifeguard that kind of thing like been Involved in coaching. i coach lacrosse through college too, like in club at like high school level. But it just happened. You know, guys would come over. I started buying equipment. I'd be like, all right, I'll do this and then you do that. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I just had a gym. And when I, sophomore year through senior year of college, we had a garage. And so I just turned it into a gym. Instead of paying a gym membership, sure, yeah. we just trained in the garage and I just became a trainer. Like it was a lot of it was super on accident um, right. because friends were just wanting to do something and not go to the local, like your, your traditional gym, like yeah. curls and bench and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you, what, what, what was your degree in college? Exercise science. Okay. So I was a
1: computer science major for two full years. And no then was, way. yeah, yeah, computer science. And really writing exercise programs is not any different. It's just like a different language yeah, that you're yeah. like, and I do way too much of that now, sitting at a computer, like writing programming. I'm like, I stopped writing computer programming for a reason. <laughs> like, I didn't want to sit at a computer anymore. And now I'm back here. Uh, yeah, computer science for two years. And then the second year of that was when I was working out, like for myself. Okay, got it. Just like, what am I doing? Do I really want to sit at a computer for the rest of my life? Right. And that's when I changed exercise science. So that is my
0: degree is in exercise science. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, being a programmer, you'd probably have some neck pain. It would transfer yeah. from your back to your neck, man. I do it
1: now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you'd be surprised how much that is my job now. Yeah, it's yeah. like writing programs. Because I can. the way that our model at the gym works is a little different than you see most, most places. That's probably why the word gym isn't in there. Yeah, yeah. We tell people when they stop in... We, you know, no one comes here to use the facilities. I mean, everyone uses it, but everybody who shows up at our spot shows up to be told what to do right? and to be told what not to do. Sure. So like gym just fits into maybe a mindset of like, I'm going to figure out what I need to do when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely consider ourselves to be trainers and coaches more than like, I consider myself a gym owner, but what happens at Sage is coaching and training. Yeah. based on what people's goals are like yeah. what like what people want
0: so how many how many trainers do you have there and how did you find them we have right now we have
1: like i think three or three other trainers uh besides me at the time most people in our neck of the woods come out pretty like organically yeah one of my best guys right now actually works at the joel like at wake forest university and played uh, like seven years of indoor football uh, professionally. Was like an NCAA All-American kicker. Um, wow. And he just, he wanted a strength and conditioning facility. And that doesn't happen anywhere. You know, right. you get like your CrossFit gyms and you get right. your, you know, personal training gyms or your physique gyms. And then after a while, he's like, hey, you know, I heard you need a coach. Like, how would you feel about that? And so we get guys and girls who like played sports and fitness has always been a big part of their life. That's where most of our like staffing comes from is people who have been in in fitness like their whole lives, yeah, uh, and are really interested in like the high school high school age and kind of giving things away.
0: Yeah, so so going back to the the, uh, the focus on high school athletes and training them, you know, I also noticed that you say on the on your website that you don't train for sport specific, right? Sure. Um so that opens you up, but if if a kid is, you know, training for baseball or football, you have to kind of know the sport. Yeah. So how do you um how do you guys manage that? Do you I mean that that I would think that would take a pretty deep dive in just understanding sure. the mechanics, but then, you know, you have your ASM model which you can talk about to yeah. kind of So I don't know if you can kind of expand on that a little sure, bit. Sure.
1: Yeah, so Knowing the ins and outs of the sport is super vital, but more important than that is the position. You know, I don't need to treat a pitcher right. the same way that I need to treat a middle infielder or an outfielder. The like volume and intensity that's happening at their shoulder is not at all the same. Right, right, right. Kid comes in and says, I'm a pitcher. I got questions to ask immediately. Kid comes in and says, I'm a shortstop. The questions change. Right. Uh, things matter. One from a performance perspective, and what they're being judged on in, in, within their sport, if they're going to play at the next level, but a middle infielders, to get really specific, a middle infielder in baseball, so like a shortstop or a second baseman, their 60 time is probably going to matter a lot more than their total like, velocity of their arm speed, right? But a uh, you know, six, three left-handed pitcher and most people aren't going to care about what a 60 time is, you know, it's the, it's right. the Tom Brady argument in the 40, like sure. who cares? Right, right. 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 It is an evaluation point that we need to be conscious of, but we need to know like, what are their daily tasks? And so that's where we see the not sports specific thing. That's just such a, like a thrown around term these days, yeah. sports specific. Like, what does that mean? And right. if I've, if I've, I've got a younger brother, we are born on the same day, two years apart. If we, we both played lacrosse, if we both showed up at a gym at our peak, we would need very different types of training, even though we have like we're as similar as it gets play the same sport, share genetics. So when we see like brothers in that case, and I've got two: one who is at ECU playing baseball right now and one who's committed to Arkansas to play baseball they're very different people and they have very different needs. So that's where our more athlete specific model comes from is like, what is going on here? Yeah. One of the big issues with high school strength and conditioning these days is that most kids who want to play at the the next level. So in college are already playing year round, Right. which is different than what happened when I was in high school, maybe different than what happened when you were in high school. It's like you you played something different each season in a way and there's a lot of injury prevention in that, the more you do something repetitively, the higher your chances of injury. So if you get a kid who's, we work with a lot of baseball, so I'll reference baseball and golf a ton because we see a lot of rotational sport athletes. Football players get a lot of gym time as is. Like that just happens at the high school level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But baseball players, the strength to performance connection is very obvious. You Mm -hmm. can just tell. If I get stronger, I'm going to be better at this sport where that doesn't happen as much in soccer or cross country. It's true that a, a soccer player will have a massive advantage if he's the only one on the field lifting or a cross country runner will have a massive advantage. If they're the only person who's racing, who's been in the gym, not just like on the trail. But the, the connection at the high school level isn't always there unless the kid just has ridiculous potential, right? But baseball and golf and volleyball, the if I get stronger, like I play a power sport, I know that strength is going to carry over directly. So I'll reference those a lot because we see the majority of our top athletes are baseball players and golfers.
0: Hmm. So, wow.
1: So just like knowing the demands of their sports is vital. You yeah. know, Seeing what's going on, you know, at their shoulders. Baseball has like the highest rate of injury of any sport and it's a non-contact sport. Is I mean, it really? They don't even hit each other because wow. throwing a baseball is terrible for you. You know, I mean, it really, just that repetitive motion, especially if you're going to pitch and especially to kind of tie in where we're going is if you're going to play year round, yeah. your high school coach wants you to win your fall travel ball coach wants you to win your right. summer coach <laughs> right. wants you to win and they don't necessarily care if the other team wins Right, and you want to win all the time. So you end up putting a lot of stress. So, That high school thing, when it comes to sports specific, athlete specific is, you know, what are the demands? We've got a massive injury prevention model that matters now that maybe didn't matter quite as much when kids weren't playing the exact same thing all year round.
0: Huh? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And do you see it? Is it our kids doing this younger? So is it as soon as you get in high school, if they're a pretty- yeah yeah we we don't work
1: with a lot of middle school kids and that's mostly just personal preference yeah um, there are places around that do and it's a good like feeder system into your gym but you do you see kids who are I mean my guy who's committed to Arkansas committed before his freshman high school baseball season really yeah he committed to Florida first. And then decommitted, committed to Arkansas. Those are two very good baseball programs. I mean, as, as good as they get. But we're talking, he hadn't even played, you know, he's not throwing 93 as an eighth grader. So <laughs> the potential is massive. But yeah. because of the injury rate in baseball specifically, kids get offered really early because they don't know what's going to happen. Oh. And most NCAA teams, I guess this goes back into like sports specific and, you know, knowing what's going on. Most collegiate teams don't have full rides to offer many kids. There's like a, all, all NCAA public school teams have the same amount of scholarship money to offer across the board in baseball. It's like four total scholarships. Oh really? That's not true with like a wake forest or Vanderbilt because Uh, they're private institutions. uh, They can offer whatever they want. Didn't realize that either. Yeah. So, but because of the injury rate and you never know what's going to happen to a kid, Like to a kid's elbow, especially in pitching in middle school or in high school or, you know, early in college, you get a a lot of, especially with baseball gets over, over recruited, you know, Hmm. a lot of kids get there and then it's kind of just like perform if you want to play. Right. Baseball tough. Golf is very different. The injury rate's not nearly the same. Most of our golfers are in the other camp, especially with covid you got an entire an entire year of athletes that get another competitive season. Okay, but scholarship money didn't change. Huh. So things trickle down like pretty pretty heavily in a sport that has very little injuries. A lot of golf, really good high school golfers are missing the potential scholarship money or um, spots on teams that they would have gotten if all those seniors would have left. Right the the impact of an extra year at the collegiate level has a big impact on like what's happening at the high school level too.
0: So I'm assuming you guys, um nutrition advice. I don't know if you, if, if any of you are nutritionists, but h- how is that received by high school kids? Because I, I mean, I know again my experience and kind of looking sure. at high school kids, they're just like, man, yeah, I sleep great, I feel great, right? Come on,
1: it really I- depends. I think. It, it's super vital. And if kids understood, and when I say kids, I mean like if high schoolers understood yeah. the leg up they would have from a performance and an injury perspective, if they would give nutrition even just a little bit of effort right and take some personal responsibility for it. Right, right. <laughs> if they knew the advantage they'd have, they'd probably do it a lot more, but that's it's a lot easier to work out for an hour a day than it is to eat for the other 23. Yeah. yeah, That's true for everybody.
0: It is right. It's
1: that's true for everybody. So at the, I think at every level, maybe at every level of nutrition advice, it's mostly trying to get people to stop doing stuff.
0: Right. 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 Than
1: anything else, you know, the high schoolers it's, it's trying to force them to get enough sleep. And then it's trying to get parents to understand like your kids sleeping in isn't a bad thing. Right. You know, like, they need to rest and recover like they're they're not their bodies aren't dying yet they're still growing right especially when they have high demand on it for athletes mm -hmm. yeah and, and parents are the parents are super pushy at the competitive level this these days too like they want the best yeah you know out of their kids but sometimes the best is more rest sometimes the best is more nutrition right um but it is a massive advantage you know a kid a kid who takes his eating seriously one summer and his training versus a kid who takes his training equally as serious for the same summer but doesn't put in the work on the food. Yeah. Even just from a like a quantity standpoint and an amount standpoint. I got kids who, you know, tripled the progress of other kids just over this last summer because they took their eating seriously. Yeah. So you want it in there. It's just finding the right dosage at the right
0: time right.
1: with the workload that kids already have
0: yeah well the, you know i would guess too between 14 and 18 there's so many ranges of body types and growth yeah. right like all 16 year olds are not created equal sure right or like when you have your growth spurts or mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy yeah like when it when it happens some are full grown men by the time they're 15. Yep and some like a friend of mine grew five inches in college which is kind of crazy you know like really late yeah Um, that's an anomaly but um yeah it's just a strange thing so just more of a challenge i would i would think for you um but have you noticed that uh with as a parent of two young kids now you know i play sports with my son all the time i mean all the time he's only seven and my daughter's not so much into it. She likes learning things. She doesn't like competition. My son is the okay. exact opposite. He's, he's a little bit like me, race to temper is uh, competition and um, I, like enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but we don't have a games a gaming system around here because I don't really want them right to get to not care about sport. Right. I think sport serves a much bigger function yeah. for development. Um but I say all that. Uh have you found and how many years have you have you guys been doing this? Ooh,
1: Sage has been open for eight and a half years. Eight and now. a half, yeah.
0: yeah. So long enough. Have you seen like there's the same amount of interest in sport by kids, or is it harder to is it kind of like the divide is growing where you have kids that love it and then a lot of kids that don't even care? It's more, you know, video games and sure. you know, like that's not a thing. Or
1: Yeah, I do think the the popularity of competitive video games is growing. We don't, if the gap is getting larger, we just don't see those kids. Right, you know, right. we see we see the kids who are super competitive. Like the gap, I guess for me, in what I see for kids is them being involved in more than one activity. You know, like they right. might just be playing baseball and they've only played baseball since they were seven. You know, they never, never kicked a soccer ball, never shot a basketball. Right, right. Not true across the board, but that seems to be the dividing place uh, where like the gap is getting bigger. Where you might have a kid who who can throw ninety three miles an hour, but looks like he might trip jogging out to the mound. Right, right. It's like you got this like, ridiculous <laughs> skill that is very fine tuned, but not a lot of global like physical awareness change. Yeah. So I know most of our kids play play video games too like that's a pretty that was an easy way to stay connected with them during COVID like when we were shut down sure like jumping on and and playing playing games with them online which is a pretty cool thing about tech yeah these days but that gap probably exists we just don't that's not true and some of our parents like who work out with us just for themselves try to occasionally bring their kids in who have never worked out who have never played any sports and like want them to like have something and so we do see that yeah I don't know if it's any bigger
0: than right
1: when you or I were kids
0: yeah it's hard it's hard to quantify I guess and you're making I don't know how big your your space is now but you're moving to I'm guessing a bigger space
1: we're essentially tripling our space wow yeah
0: were you planning on doing that otherwise or did this opportunity just kind of present itself and we were not
1: planning on it we have known for a long time that our space is very limiting Uh, just in in the efforts of what we want to do long term Uh, it's our current space is like a 60 by 60 box you know it's just Uh, 60 feet one way 60 feet the other way and you know if you get 12 people in there it feels pretty busy right Uh, pretty busy so we've known we've needed to grow we've been back and forth on can we do that in our current shopping center? Do we need to move? Do we want to save and build? I mean long term, right. you know, we'd love to as a business, long term we'd love to own a building that also rents out space. Right. And that's just but that's like a secondary part of life. Yeah, yeah. We weren't planning on it now, but yeah, the opportunity presented itself. Uh It's time. I mean, eight years in a 60 by 60 box. Right. Right. That's a long time, man. It's A long time. Like that's probably, you know, a lot outside of, if you don't include sleeping time, that's much more significant amount of time than at home. Yeah. You know, in the same square. So the change will be nice. The, the pace of life will be nice and we'll be able to do a lot more, especially when it comes to some of our athlete specific things that we haven't been able to do in our current space.
0: Yeah. That's what I was, I was thinking about, um, about for you guys, like how, and I guess that ties into the future, right? Like where do you, fitness is ever evolving as you know. Sure. Yeah. You know, it seems like there's a new, new focus or, you know, what's healthy for you to eat. A lot of those things shift, but for you guys, where do you see yourselves, um, in this new space? You know, like, is it, is it, a do you think your style is going to change or is it just going to kind of grow? Your staff will grow. You know more. I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you What do you What do you see in yeah, the
1: next five years? St- our style will change a lot. You know, it's our desire to be thought of more regionally when it comes to sports. Yeah. Uh, for kids to be traveling in to be assessed, like right. to understand what's going on, and to write more programs for kids who never even make it into the gym. Like I, I do that now, writing writing programs for people who I don't train in person.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. But
1: we'd like to be, you know, more thought of like in courses and like developing specific things in athletes instead of as a gym, as a place where people just work out. Like, we want that is definitely, I mean, at the end of the day, if we're just putting all cards on the table, like consistency and fitness matters more than anything else. Sure. Like, it matters more than the perfect program. It matters more than like, the perfect accessory work. It matters more than like sports specific or athlete specific. Like if you don't show up, nothing can change. Right. Like it's just, that's that simple. But you know, we don't want to be a place where that is the expectation where if you just show up consistently, things will change. We want to be a place where the expectation is like, I'm doing what I need every day. Like this is, this is what I need to get better. And this is what I need to stay healthy. And that's true for our like general population people too. That this is actually taking me towards a place I want to go, not just general physical development. There's right. nothing wrong with GPP right. by any means. I love GPP for myself, but I don't have any really specific goals. Right. We right. mostly work with people who have really specific goals, so we'll be able to do a lot more tracking and testing in our space we know when it comes to like golf and baseball and velocity, club head velocity.
0: Um. oh really yeah bat cool. speed
1: we'll just have the room for netting for you know tees f- oh, yeah, yeah. to actually measure some of those things without it constantly being in the way of the consistency part the showing up every day yeah. day in day out
0: oh that'll be cool and you're shooting what do you think six months eight months
1: no man, we're shooting for January one. Oh, three. Yeah, all right. Let's go. Yeah. Cool. Sure. yeah, we got we got two and a half months. I mean, that, wow. that's what we're aiming for. Yeah. To be in that space, it's demos starting now. So they're like deconstructing the inside. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll be able to reconstruct it in time, which will be interesting. The hardest part of the piece of that equation is probably equipment. Right. And we own a lot of equipment as is, so that makes it a little bit more peaceful. Right. But things and supply chains are still very backward. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Not the missing piece, but that's the question is like, how fast can suppliers get us
0: stuff Yeah, these days? Yeah. So if someone's looking to, uh, if they're listening and they're looking to reach out, do you guys have room or are you kind of capped, right? Since since you're a smaller gym right now, yeah. do you have a pretty limited number of spaces because it sounds time intensive too right it's if it's you're are you doing group classes now or no we don't teach any
1: classes we have a general program okay so everyone who comes to our space comes in on their own time to take as as little or as long as they want to get through their workout we do have a general program still that's good for you know, I, I do a lot of athlete screens. Like I take people through like a fifteen point test that I had that okay. that I developed. So our general program is built around like what I see in those tests all the time. Like what oh, do most it. people need? Yeah, yeah. Um, but people come in. You know, if if you wanted to work, gym opens at six a.m. If you want to work out first thing, if you get there at six o five, you're not late. If you get there at six right. ten, you're not late. A coach will be there. Myself or one of my staff to make sure that like you're feeling all right that day, to make sure that your warm ups getting it taken care of right, to make sure that we maybe if if you're a general program, you make any swaps you need to make based on something bothering you from playing frisbee the night before, sure. Or make any swaps you need to make if you have some more specific goals than the general program. Yeah. And then we have like our custom training that's like 100% if you want 3 days a week of training, these are your 3 days a week of training. And one of the biggest gaps, one of the biggest differences between those two, if you show up on Tuesday for the general program, you do the Tuesday workout. Right. Like that's just that's what Tuesday's workout is. If you show up on Tuesday for your for your custom program, regardless of whether if you weren't there on Monday, you do your first workout of the week. Right. And when you come Mm -hmm. on, if you come back on Wednesday, you do your second workout. So you're always getting in exactly what you need. But the difference there is how serious are you taking. Your fitness, you know, how yeah. seriously you're taking your, not your fitness, but your progress. Yeah. And the specificity of where you want to go. Yeah. So we, uh, we're we not capped by any means. If someone wants custom programming written exclusively by me, that's like, that's where things get hard. Sure. Where it's not something that I oversee, but someone's like, no, I want you to be my coach. There's only so much room for any of that in a given day or month or you know, year even. Yeah. But we're not capped it off, people. The first thing that we do with everybody is just talk. You know, we need 30 minutes of actual dedicated time to find out what are your goals? What are your previous injuries? You know, we get a lot of kids who are coming from physical therapy. And so it's like, are you cleared from your PT yet? Yeah. Uh, do I need to call someone? You know, so we block off this 30 minute time to just talk there's no cost or anything it's just finding out what are your goals are we a good fit right do what is what we do on a daily basis actually going to fit your needs and then from there everyone who joins our gym gets screened nobody just starts working out
0: right right, everybody
1: comes in and we go through with me specifically we go through a 15 different point test where i literally watch people move 15 different ways and kind of give them an idea of hey you're, you know, missing some hip extension, your glute—that's because your hips are tight in this way. Your glutes are weak in this way. Yeah. And just walking people through, like, really trying to understand how their mechanics work right now. And then if they never show back up again after that, they have a pretty good map of what's going on with me right now and where are my biggest limitations and where can I make up the most room from a performance standpoint. Yeah. So that's like a new athlete screen would be the next step for anybody if if they were like wanting to be trained online or to be trained in like in our facility.
0: Hm. Well, it's good stuff, man. You know, I think the uh <clears throat> like I said, I, I envy that training from what for when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I kind of found I was just a normal gym rat until I was 34 yeah you know and then i started doing crossfit okay but starting crossfit when you're 34 uh is a little a little challenging especially when you're competitive right i was it was i had some injuries because i was i was an age old you know trying to keep up with the 22 year olds yeah but um but fitness has been i mean it's it's great feeling uh, confident in your body. I think that's a, that's Being what I tell able. people all. Yeah. yeah, Able man, like just I was told by so many people, or or looked at a lot of forty year olds when I was eighteen, and they couldn't do much. Yeah, they couldn't run. They looked awkward when they ran. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, oh, yeah. it's like their body kind of quit, but they just weren't using it. Yeah, and I was, I, I just remember very vividly thinking when I was eighteen, that's not going to be me. Yeah, it's just not going to be me for you sure. Know? And uh, that's not being arrogant, but that's why like this interest. No, same for me. I just, I just love, uh, you know, like I love playing. Yeah. I love playing basketball. I love playing volleyball. I love playing ultimate. And people are kind of like, ah, oh, it's like you played ultimate in college. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm 42 and I, it's a great time. Yeah. You know, um, it's a lot of fun. And so I appreciate guys like you that are like really, uh, uh, kind of defining, uh, the trajectory for people, you know, outside yeah. of just showing up and they're on their phone between their sets of bench. Yeah. We still got to talk. We
1: still got to talk high school kids from taking selfies. Oh yeah. You know, I, I mean, bet. It still I, happens. <laughs>
0: you know, I can imagine, it man. It still happens. But, uh, so where can people find you online and, and what's the, a-
1: yeah, I mean, people can just find us through like sage strength.com right now. There's a okay. lot of gears changing with our new space when it comes to social media. So that'd be like at sage.strength. Okay. The things are are kind of in like dormant mode as we like yeah. prep for relaunch. Like, really, we're going to relaunch our brand in the next couple of months. Nice. In some ways, um, I I am typically on social media, but I'm not I'm not personally on social media right now. So you can't find you can't find me specifically <laughs> anywhere. You got to go through the business right now. it's uh, good, which is pretty freeing in some ways. Yeah, reorganize your brain and be like, dude, playing frisbee matters more. You know, than being on social media right now. Right now.
0: um, Yeah, for sure.
1: I kind of live in that camp as you as well. Just like I, we don't have any kids yet. And I'm like, I plan on being able to like whoop my kid's butt until he's 18. (laughs) You know, like in whatever he wants to play or she (laughs) wants to play. Like that's like the competitor in me. Yeah, yeah. And that means caring for my body in some ways. Not always just beating it into submission. Right, right. But like taking care of it. Um. right so yeah like I remember that very vividly so I think we have that in common in some ways
0: yeah cool well thanks man I appreciate it yeah, absolutely uh, guys take care of your body do Go it well I, and I think that's a good point don't beat it into submission I think that's a thing too a lot of people think kind of pushing your body to, to the limit um, it, that's not that's a great way to injure yourself right create chronic sure. pain have your body break down um you know, it's not mind over matter. At some point, your body will say, "Yeah, yeah your mind, the can take a hike." Yeah. But um, but yeah, look him up. Stop in uh, after January. Give the guy a break, maybe. <laughs> before. <We're out>. <laughs> you get uh, taken
1: care of. You go to the website. You'll know what to do. You'll get taken care
0: of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's been the coffee life, guys. Until next time, uh, be well. Talk to you soon.